Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We tend to become attached to things quite easily, but today, Pastor J.D. reminds us how important it is to not become attached to this world, because it will only let you down. As believers, we're not citizens of earth, but of heaven. If you become too worldly-minded, your focus is not where it needs to be, which is on Jesus. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 22nd, 2022. I want to talk to you today about the seductive danger of getting too comfortable in this world with everything that has happened, is now happening, and certainly is about to happen. And by that I mean there's this very subtle, almost subliminal sense that with the recent easing of restrictions that we can sort of let our guard down. And the reason this is so dangerous is that it further reinforces this notion that we can make ourselves at home in this world, not our home. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the main purposes of Bible prophecy, other than one coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, this would be it. And I'll explain what I mean by that. One of the main purposes of Bible prophecy is to get us to loosen our ever-tightening grip on this world and the things of this world, which takes our focus off of Jesus and the imminent rapture of the church. It's for this reason that scriptures are replete with passage after passage, is this common thread throughout Scripture about being so earthly-minded that we're of no heavenly good. And no, I didn't get that backwards. Let me try that again. We can be so <laughs> earthly-minded, we're of no heavenly good. Now you've heard it said, I think it was Mark Twain who said it, that we can be so heavenly minded, we're of no earthly good. And I could not disagree more. It is the opposite that is true, for it is those who are heavenly minded that are of the most 
earthly good. And this is what Scripture says. I'm just going to share with you a few of the many. 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, the Apostle John. Do not love the world, (laughs) or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. In other words, don't get too attached to this world because it's passing away. Don't dig your roots down too deep in the temporal soil of this world because it's not going to last forever. It's passing away. It's dying. That's how we use the phrase, passing away. The world is dying. Why would you want to invest, and as Jesus would say in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy and thief can break in and steal. Instead, invest in heaven. Be heavenly minded, heavenly invested. I think about Isaiah the prophet, who by the Spirit writes that it's the one whose mind is stayed on thee. It's a local verse. It's a local verse. He will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. In other words, my mind is stayed on Him, on heaven. I'm looking to heaven because that's where my treasure is. And where my treasure is, that's where my heart will be also. Man, I, if you want to accuse me of being too heavenly minded, go ahead. Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 20, the Apostle Paul. I love this. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body, can't wait, of our humble state into conformity with the body of His glory, our glorified bodies, by the exertion of the power that He has, even to subject all things to Himself. I think it was, I hope I don't botch this, and I don't know right off the top of my head who said this, but we're not citizens of earth going to heaven. We're citizens of heaven navigating our way here on earth. I'm a citizen, not of this world. My citizenship is in heaven. Now, for me personally, I am an American citizen. (laughs) Not by birth, but I got my citizenship, my American citizenship, when I was 
18, because my parents got their citizenship after being in the country for five years. So this idea of citizenship, you could say I'm a U.S. citizen, that's fine, but really I'm a heavenly citizen. I'm a citizen of heaven. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14. The writer of Hebrews says, For here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Do you see the, the, the theme here, the common denominator, and the contrast between not lasting and everlasting? Passing away and never passing away? Temporal and eternal? John chapter 15, beginning in verse 18. Now, this may help explain why it is that especially more recently, with everything happening in the world, you've lost a lot of Facebook friends and Twitter followers and YouTube subscribers. Should I just keep going on, or you get the point, right? Listen to what Jesus says. If the world hates you, (laughs) you know that it has hated me, before it hated you. That's a good thing. And here's why, verse 19, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Ooh, beware when all men speak well of you. We're actually going to talk about that in a moment, getting ahead of myself. But if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world but I chose you out of the world. Because of this, the world hates you. The world's going to be a hating on you, and here's why. Because they hated Jesus first. So it's a badge of honor. Well, James 4, verse 4, this is Lord willing next week, as we're going to, Lord willing, finish chapter 3 today. But (laughs) James, and again, I think we're beginning to, at least I hope so, appreciate this about James. Just very blunt, very straight up. He says, you adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That's strong. It needs to be. Because this is the truth. You want the world to love you? Well then, it sounds to me like you want to be a man pleaser. And it also sounds to me like you fear man, and that's a trap. And if you fear man, you cannot and will not fear God. And conversely, if you fear God, you will not fear man. The world, here's the thing. I was thinking about this. The world's going to hate me, okay? Well, I want to be liked, 
I want my posts to be liked. Okay, I'm going to leave that one there. I'm not going to keep harping on that one. But here's the problem with that. The world doesn't like me. Try as you may, the world is going to always hate you and already hates you. So have a nice afternoon. Okay, Pastor, why are you starting out this way? Because I want to hone in on one specific prophecy, which, if understood, should single-handedly accomplish all of this. And by accomplish all of this, I mean the realization that this world we're holding on to so tightly is on the cusp of the wrath of God prophetically. What are we doing? Why are we holding on so tightly? You'll forgive the illustration and comparison, but it's really like the world is on life support. And this should have the much-needed effect of getting us to let go of this world and get our eyes off this world and get our eyes on Jesus. And look up, because Jesus is coming and the rapture is imminent. The prophecy I want to hone in on is concerning the seven-year tribulation, specifically the global government, economy, and religion. While there are several prophetic passages that foretell this, not the least of which is Daniel, which is a prophecy about the final global kingdom that's going (laughs) to be a crushing kingdom, Daniel 7.23, I want to draw your attention to one verse in particular. We've covered it in prior updates, and it's Revelation chapter 18, verse 23. Now this is a prophecy concerning the fall of Babylon. And John writes, The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. And here's why. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. If you'll indulge me, I would like to use two words with this prophecy. First, sorcery, because in the original language, it's pharmakia from where we get pharmacy or pharmaceutical. And I would like to take this, all the nations, and use the word global. So can I say global or world health? I guess that's a yes then. (laughs) Thank you so much. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to explain why it is that 
this specific prophecy may in fact be closer to its fulfillment than we can even begin to realize. Uh, Please, I don't want to sound sensational or be provocative, but I, I do have to confess that this has the propensity to be, and I'll use the expression, game changer in every sense of the word. This, this is a, wow, I've got to take a step back on this one. Am I seeing this right? Seeing what right? Well, what follows comes from a 56-page World Health Organization, also known as WHO, downloadable PDF file. We have the link to it on the site, website, with the heading, Ninth Meeting of the Working Group on Strengthening WHO Preparedness and Response to Health Emergencies. From what I understand, this is a draft proposal being referred to as a, quote, pandemic treaty, pandemic treaty before the WHO Health Assembly held in Geneva, Switzerland. And it actually was scheduled to start today, May 22nd, and it will go through this Saturday, May 28th. If approved, it's believed that a total of 194 member states, countries, would cede their national sovereignty to the World Health Organization, seemingly with a stroke of the pen. Now, I did this. You can do this, too. There is some debate about the actual number of nations on earth, Some say there are 194, so this would be all the nations on earth, and actually, technically, that's correct. However, there are those that say, well, there's actually 197, and here's how they get there, and I only say this parenthetically. Uh, If you recognize Palestine as a country or a state, that would add to that number. And by the way, don't do that, because <laughs> that's not Palestine, that's Israel. And there's no such thing as a Palestinian, by the way. And the reason why it was called Palestine is because Rome, when they conquered Jerusalem and scattered the Jews, they named it after the arch enemy of the Jews. Who were the arch enemies of the Jews? The Philistines. So Philistia is a transliteration of Philistine, hence Palestine. That's why it's referred to as Palestine. It's not Palestine. Okay, I feel better now that I got that off my chest. Grew up all my life being told I was Palestinian on my mom's side. And then I get saved and I realize, oh, no, I'm not. Who am I? 
<laughs> I'm a Christian, that's what I am. So it should be noted that there are technically 194 nations on earth as recognized by the United Nations and, of course, the World Health Organization. Now, we provided a link also to the WHO website that lists all of these nations in alphabetical order, and I want to just read you some that are on that list. Australia, Canada, China, Egypt, France, Germany, India, Israel, Japan, Mexico, Russia, South Africa, Turkey, Ukraine, United Arab Emirates, Iran, Republic of Korea, and last but certainly not least, the United States of America, just to mention a few. The point being, all the nations on earth. World health. All the nations on earth. World health. Now hang on to that. This is from page 3, paragraph C. Quoting, within the systems and tools category, consistent priority themes include integration of core capacities for emergency preparedness and surveillance, strengthening capacity and systems to automatically share real-time emergency information including, get this, genomic sequencing. That's going to come up again. In other words, real-time data that is automatically shared and collected. As it's collected, it's shared automatically, digitally. As part of a, and you'll see this throughout the document, very key, One Health. And by the way, in the document is capitalized, One Health. Hmm. One Health approach. Standardizing forms for information sharing, and this is important, verification of events. Now we've talked about this in the context of blockchain technology, which in its simplest form can be understood as a verification system. So a transaction, or let's use their word, an event, digital event, when verified, then it is added as a block to the chain. But it has to be verified. That's blockchain technology in its very simplest form in terms of understanding. As well as, still quoting, incentive for sharing information of international concern, for instance, indiscriminate travel restrictions, misinformation, and or stigmatization. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to Study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. 
How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.